The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Maincast. In this week's show, we'll be discussing the West Ham game, look ahead to Newcastle, and in light of Martin Lorimer, a Newcastle fan losing his battle with mental health, we'll be speaking to Andy's Man Club. But first... The week began with news of Alex Sabella's passing. He played 23 times for Leeds during the 80-81 season and went on to manage Argentina to the 2014 World Cup final, only losing to an extra-time goal from Germany's Goethe. Our thoughts are with his family. Leeds partnered with Dugout. Not exactly sure what that means, but surely a bucket or the stand would give us a better view. After losing to West Ham, uh, Click suggested stats won't get us points. Seems he's forgotten as being XG champions two years in a row. It did a, like a, a graffiti mural for it as well. Has he not forgot that? <laughs> <laughs> On the pitch, it wasn't all bad news, though, as the women's team came behind, came from behind three times to win 4-3 with Rebecca Hunt grabbing the winner, while the under-23s gave us a bit of deja vu, coming back from 2-0 down to Aston Villa near Christmas to win 3-2. Hopefully the senior team can show the kind of fight and clinical finishing on Wednesday. And Angus Kinnear confirmed plans of a stadium expansion with the vision of a 50,000-seater Ellen Road, with the South and West Stands earmarked for an upgrade, ensuring it will be the greatest stadium ever to grace League One when we get relegated. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And in non-Leeds-related news, Boris Johnson flew out to Europe and personally secured an extension to the extension of the extension's extension as his oven-ready no-deal, even though spending years in the oven looks set to come out half-baked. <laughs> Naval gunships are to protect British waters oh, against sick. sneaky French fishermen. But who are going to keep the fish in British waters? <laughs> if only gunships have protected us against all this bullshit. <laughs> While bookies are not taking bets on the blunts racking up fewer points from Derby's record low, Arsenal fans went into a bizarre meltdown. Someone should tell them they've just won the FA Cup. <laughs> As a new virus strain was identified in the South, it can't be a coincidence. Symptoms include delusions of grandeur, hysterical hissy fits, and tweeting, feel like pure shit, just want Wenger back. <laughs> And news has broke that Leeds may well get fans back in time to watch Chris Wood and James Tarkowski head in five headers from corners. We appear to be still losing to London, though, with the final score. London Tier 3, Leeds Tier 2. <laughs> that was the uh, news that week. And uh, my name is Adonis. You know me as the Adelites on Twitter. And joining us today is our man on the post, Ross. Hello. And our resident elf badger, Alex. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me. Hello. <laughs> so I guess we start off with the obvious, which is um, why are you in an elf hat? What have you been doing today? Um, just a personal uh, wardrobe choice and not much. <laughs> now, I've been down to um, the Holbeck today. It's help out Song Law. Um, and get out the presents today. So I was there from 10 o'clock this morning and uh, got quite a few presents out to some happy but bemused people who didn't know why this strange-looking bloke in an elf hat was turning up at the house, but was grateful <laughs> for getting the gifts and stuff. And some really excited kids as well, which was really good to see. Um, we got quite a lot of the gifts out today, so but we still need the help for the rest of the week. Um, quite a lot of people weren't in today, so we'll need to try them again during the week. So if anybody can help out. I just get in touch and we'll be able to uh, sort you out. Nice one. And I don't know whether I should have taken this hat home or not. So I might have to take it back because I feel like I'm stealing from <laughs> children. Stealing from charity. <laughs> I have stolen from a charity. So, yeah. <laughs> it's only on loan. I will bring it back. 
I don't think anybody would want to wear a hat after me. <laughs> Why would you know? In times yeah, of COVID, COVID times, yeah, you know. sure, that's yours now. Well, I'm sure you deserve it. <laughs> and Ross also looking very Christmassy today. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, Ross has a snowman with a very large carrot sticking out of his face. Yeah, at least in this way. Yeah, it's, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I've got nothing else to do with my time, so why not get in the Christmas spirit? Eh? Well, you can be in the Christmas spirit for both of us because uh, it's not. Nice. <laughs> we carry it with the Christmas spirit of this podcast. How are you, Adonis? Whenever I ask you, how are you? Yes, how's Adonis? Jesus fucking Christ. Well, it's been three months <laughs> and it's the first time I've been asked how I am. Thank I you very asked. much. <laughs> Thanks. I feel neglected. You sound told us, though. Not, but not better then. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. Um, yeah, I got the results back from my my blood test, and and everything's normal, which is a first. That's good. For me. <laughs> it's a first. Yeah. I've been told that I'm almost perfect. Oh, that's oh, pretty it was good. A surprise. <laughs> um, very big surprise. Um, and I'm absolutely exhausted because we've got a game tomorrow. No, yep. not tomorrow. Wednesday. It'd be tomorrow when tomorrow. you're listening to this. <laughs> and they're just coming too thick and fast, and I don't. Right, then it know, yeah. takes long to a long time to edit them. So, Which yeah. is why we decided to do it in the Premier League and not the Championship. Because yeah. if we did this in the Championship, we would. Be, <laughs> yeah. We're not yeah. Boris bars or anything. No, no, we would have stopped after a, a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. What do I need to do the next preview? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's a there's a four game four day gap between Newcastle and Man United. Plenty of time. We could get about four podcasts in there, can't we? Mm. We don't tempt him. We probably well, you guys don't. can. I'm not. <laughs> the previews I don't mind. It's the it's the reviews of of losses that that are the difficult ones. Yeah, mounting yeah. up as well. The minute, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I do like listening to them though. <laughs> you enjoy- they're, my, they're my favorite. <laughs> You enjoy the sound of middle-aged men in pain, or it's just some kind of weird fetish. No, I don't know. I think the ones where Barney's had a beer, I think, are the best ones. Yeah, they're just so good. <laughs> just, just when he's relaxed and just, just being Barney. Proper. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, even if we've lost. So let's start. West Ham. Should we talk about that? No. Next. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, was, it was a shit show, wasn't it? It was a fucking shit show. I mean, we could have done so much better than that. We could have put a bit more fight in. It just looks like all the confidence from the start of the season where these players have come up from the championship and they've had a couple of good performances and thought, you know, we could actually do this. We, you know, we could um, compete in the Premier League. They had a few bad um, results and the confidence just gone down the fucking toilet. Yeah. That's what you see. And then if Tyler Roberts is the answer, I don't Ugh. think we've understood what the question is very well. Mm. Um Bamford wasn't the issue. He was he was playing fine. He had absolutely no service. Yeah. Surely yeah. you bring Pablo on for that. He had one shot on goal in the whole mm. game to Bamford. And that's yeah. the, the whole service that he had. But yeah, we go we we move. We you know, can't fuck the lads and uh, we move on and uh, we go again. He doesn't make too many um weird substitutions or bad decisions does be also but i think that bringing robertson was one of them and yeah. it reminded me a little bit of bringing izzy brown on yeah in the, mm. in the derby playoff yeah and yeah and, yeah he came on and and he took the free kick off we remember we had a free kick he took it off i think we all low. sarcastically cheered it when it went skied <laughs> over it was, uh, it was the death knells of that season, was that? Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't understand why we didn't see Pablo because looking at him in the under-23s game, he he absolutely bossed it. Mm. So it can't be a fitness thing, so I really don't know what's going on there. Um, we could have done with him against West Ham. Definitely. Yes, 100%. And But when I listened to Bielsa's press conference today, he was saying that we we ran more than any other game apart from Villa in that West Ham game which surprised me a lot. And um, and then he sort of broke down the set-piece goals, which is basically we've conceded four times, four headers from set-pieces, and three of them are from the best headers, uh, the best players at heading in the, in the Premier League. And the other one was uh, Suchek, who's 15 centimetres taller than Dallas. <laughs> so I think his point is that you can't really complain about it or 
you can't make it so much of an issue as people are doing. Well, it's an issue because we're losing. And like Click said, we're not going to win on stats. We can't say, oh, well, we run more than you. You know, mm. as we're getting relegated, we ran more than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the we can't get away with it. So <laughs> The Premier League handing the most <laughs> most meters trophy to us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, the first goal for him, I didn't mind so much because Melee made an effort to it. It could have been a bit stronger and we punched it out. But the second one, Cooper just looked completely lost. He was running underneath yeah. the ball. He was just watching his man rather than watching where the ball was going. Yeah. And you can't do it with a guy that, as big as a bomber. He's a monster of a man. And yeah, quite an easy header for him in the end. But West Ham aren't very good. Yeah. They're, they didn't outplay us. But Rama just had loads of ball just running around midfield like he does with a dog with a football. But yeah. They aren't better than us. It's just they, they, they know how to play it, how to exploit weaknesses in teams. And that's ours. Oh, get crosses in, get free kicks. If crosses yeah. are just going to kick people in dangerous positions. We can always bring it back because Newcastle beat them. And if we beat Newcastle, that wipes out the West Ham result. That's yeah. the rules. So we're better <laughs> than West Ham. So that's how we do it. They looked yeah, very it's, it's, uh, secure, I would say. Yeah. They looked yeah. very stable. Well organised. Mm, yeah. Defensively. And yeah, they look like they've been around the block more than once. And yeah, I feel like we just don't, we've got this, we do really have this one way of playing. And if we don't have somebody like Pablo on the pitch, then that's like, that's not our plan B. Pablo has always gotten us out of these situations in the past where we couldn't find a goal. Pablo would pull one out of the bag. He basically dragged us to the Premier League and, and I hope it's a fitness thing because we need him on the pitch. We can't be doing with this, whatever it is, politics or... Whatever. No, no. There's these rumors. Really Facebook, though. There is a plan B. It's just lump it forward as hard as you can, as far as you can. We and need a target, work, man. We need to keep it forward. So all we need to do is stop messing about with it. Chris Wood back to Yeah. <laughs> Chris Wood, Matt Smith, just get the foreheads. Because that's what Wouldn't we, leak. you know, that's what we've got Bielsa for is to go route one. Could have just got Tony Poulos to do exactly the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Nota. Chris Wood would is is a great player. I wouldn't say no to him, but the issue would be that it, it would take him a year to uh, understudy to Bamford to, to find out what, what his role would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a completely different style of football for him. He was a good striker for us, he scored a lot of goals, but not in this sort of team. Can you yeah. Imagine that though. Welcome back to the club, Chris. It's really <clears throat> nice to see you. You you you're familiar with the surroundings. We don't have a player that can cross a ball. So I don't know what you're gonna do with that. Uh yeah. How's your feet? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Our crossing is absolutely shocking. I don't like have we actually got anywhere near any corners this season? Because I can't remember a single one. Oh my no, if we get a corner, I am waiting for the ball to go. Well, there's one corner, I think I messaged about it. One corner, we got it, it was played short and it ended up with Stuart Dallas in the centre circle. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Just at least try and get it in the box. It might come off one of them. You know, they're quite tall. Yeah. They might miss it. <laughs> we're not going to get an edit to it, but we might as well try. <laughs> All we're doing with that is really setting play. We might as well let it go out for a goal kick. Yeah. Because it's yeah. essentially the same net result. Yeah. It just it balls me off. There's two corners that seem to work for us somewhat. The first one is 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 dropping it into that six yard area, and the other one is playing a sort of drilled drilled crossfield ball to like Rafinha or, or whoever to yeah. have a volley or yeah, have yeah. a snap at it from the edge of the box. So I like those two. Yeah, those two can stay, <laughs> um, but then the short one to try and change the angle, um, and then they just get close down, and then they have to play it to the to, into our own half again. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan of that one. Yeah, not I'm also fan. not. I'm not a big fan of the one that hits the first man every <laughs> fucking time. Mm, yeah, Calvin fucking Phillips. As much as I love you, but yeah, that hitting the first man is so frustrating. There's got to be other players that can take a corner. Surely it can't be that hard. I, I, re- I remember yeah. Barry Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a new problem, is it? I mean, no, I remember no, in, the, no. in the 90s, which is you know. 25 years ago now um <laughs> corners coming in to the near post and the, the the man at the near post heading it away and somebody from the crowd would 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 be yelling oh for fuck's sake 
you know, and he's probably he, at that point he'd have probably been, been attending matches for twenty five years. So, I mean, That's it's it, yeah. not a new problem. But not only can we not score from them, we can't defend them either. So, yeah. corners altogether need to be banned from the game. Mm. And yeah, I'm yeah. off for that. That's yeah. five side yeah, rules. That's it. Just put some walls yeah. in side. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly the conclusion we came no, to on the match review. So if it if it goes out of play, <laughs> it's a drop ball in the centre circle. <laughs> you know, and if you get a free kick, hopefully, you're not allowed to cross it in because that's cheating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No balls above head height. We'll be fine then. Hmm. Well, they've changed the rules for the penalty on there because we should have had a penalty on on the day one rules. That would have been a penalty. And have, yeah, did a bit of dribbling in yeah. his own box. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Hands. <laughs> they had the Harlem Globetrotters theme as he was doing that. They made and sure yeah. Liverpool beat us and then yeah. they changed the rules. It's an absolute yeah. conspiracy. It, Absolutely. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Not to be like proper conspiracy theorists, but <laughs> it does seem very much like that. And this hat is lined with tinfoil. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that the EFL and the Premier League are stealing my thoughts. As if wearing an elf hat with sticky on elf ears wasn't... Wasn't I'm, strange enough. You've now no, added tinfoil to the, the front, so it's a final frontier. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> the search for Spock or yep. Potch, maybe it'll. We'll be. We'll be. There'll be <laughs> sections of fans looking for a new manager, as there already are. He's he's too continental. We didn't look in abroad. There, there's a couple of English managers that can easily do a job keeping us up. I mean, we're only in 14th. Do so a whatever job. Whatever manager we could get, whatever style they do, there'll be Facebook telling them to kick it forward. Yeah. yeah. Get in, mixer. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Allardyce comes in, and we're playing long balls, and all of a sudden, uh, these trolls are, are happy, and then they've got nothing to say. No, that's something yeah. I mean. Fucking hell, Bamford, why don't you score with that header? Yeah, you're right. We're not going down. The three teams are much worse than us. Sheffield United's still got one point. It's almost 2021. I'm surprised he's still in the job, you know. Yeah. Really, I'm surprised. 2021 point. There'll be certain people calling for him to be the next Leeds manager. Yeah, probably. I think probably some of his mates, maybe. Chrissy Wilder. Yeah. yeah. Actually, on, he might Chrissy. have a point, you know. The Cooper. When yeah, Cooper got one ran point. forward and... Um, <laughs> hey. Hey. da 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 I'm off. These, <laughs> these jokes are just getting wilder. <laughs> oh, no. Missed me last week. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'll start something I can't finish. <laughs> there's, there's, a pun, there's a pun somewhere with rolling yellow dice, but I can't make it fully. <laughs> I think we better just get off the puns yeah. now. Um, yeah, but in terms of uh, Chris Wilder's inverted centre backs, Cooper goes mm. forward. Becomes a, a number ten, slides slides Bamford in. That doesn't happen every every day. No, and he steps out of defence really well. Really good interception. Then a fucking slide rule pass. It's like we are going to dick these guys. Mm. And then yeah. we acted as if that missed penalty counted. That's what it was. It's like oh no, yeah, penalty. We're going to play like we're one 0 down or something. Them commentators banging on about clicking his hit the ball harder. I've not seen any of his other penalties ever. That's how we take penalties. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't know, the Premier League's weird though. I mean, West Ham spent 42 million on Sebastian Hilaire and he did absolutely fuck all. So, yeah. I'm, I'm That's relatively happy. Cost, and we did fuck all as well. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bamford cost seven and did just as much. So, yeah. It's fine. Bargain. Absolute bargain. <laughs> Some news that narrowly missed the, uh, the monologue um, Adolf Hitler getting oh, elected in, in Namibia. Did you see that? No. <laughs> There is a man named Adolf Hitler who's been elected in Namibia. Mm. Didn't know if he'd be a fan of those Namibian nationals people. He says he has no plans for for world domination. Oh, good. <laughs> that, but that's <laughs> about it. That's all I know about it. We d- we did not see this coming. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got before we move on to anything else. I've got a Danny Mills update. He's been talking about Leeds again. Here we go. Some bullshit. Obviously. Uh, headline is big, exclusive Danny Mills bouncing at Leeds Defender update from Bielsa. Uh, speaking exclusively to Football Insider, 
the former whites in England fullback delivered his verdict after Bielsa confirmed that 30-year-old uh, Gaetano Berardi could return to action in February. <laughs> yes. And then he says, when a pl- oh, absolutely, it's always nice to see a player come back from injury. Uh, when a player has been integral to the football club, uh, when he's been there a while and he's been through highs and lows, it's a real bad injury. You'd want him to come back. That's it. That's that's the news. Right. Cheers, Danny. Thanks, Danny. I feel like the the substance of that article didn't didn't meet up to the expectations the the, no. the title gave me. Yeah, whether whether he comes back and goes into the team or anything else, who knows? <laughs> I mean, that's literally quoted. Can I speak to uh, Danny Mills, please? Uh, speaking. Can you just give us give us a quote on uh, Gatana Brown? Well, uh, <laughs> he'll either go in team. I won't. I mean, who's to say? Fuck off. Well, that's amazing. We can call him Glenn's being football insider. <laughs> Hello, Danny. It's football insider. We'd like a quote, please, about Leeds United. I'll just give you a fucking paragraph that's bullshit. It's the same yeah. as the title. The the headline is exactly what you need to know, and then it's just <laughs> waffle for a paragraph. <laughs> it might they might win, and you know if they win, they'll get three points, and if they might, they'll get. I one. might make some of these up for next week and then put a real meals one in there and see if you guys can pick out the real one. <laughs> wow. That Danny is Mills going to be is incredible. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah, sounds good. I'm definitely going to lose, but it sounds impossible. So there's no shame in that. No, exactly. So, um, yeah, Boris Johnson, it's all a bit okay. weird, isn't oh, sorry. it? Sorry. Aren't we a bit over it now? I mean, oh, we're doing word association, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Wanker. Oh, <laughs> And now, gunships? Fish. <laughs> fish. It's going to shoot those fish if we don't stay in our waters. What did you do in the war, Daddy? Oh, I protected the fish. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck has this country come to? We have we pay our taxes to keep a military, to keep a defence, and they are defending fish. Yeah. That is an act of war over habit. <laughs> it's not worth it. And the thing is, we don't consume enough fish to warrant us being so fucking protective of it. No. We don't. So why? Why have all these flag shaggers got this into their head that fish is so fucking important when the last fish that they ate probably came from um, Iceland, the supermarket, (laughs) the other country? (laughs) Or or literally, because most of our fishing boats are outside British waters. Yep, Exactly. So, it's going to shrink the, the the available space for shipping by British fishermen significantly. And the other thing is, why do we need gunships? We're not going to fire on them. <laughs> oh, we are. No, the, the worst we do, the worst that will happen is we'll escort escort a French, sorry, an EU fishing vessel to a British port. That is all. That fish. is the worst that they we can we cannot shoot at them. We would only we would only fire in in dangerous situations. That's that's coming from a spokesperson from the navy. So why send gunships in the first place? Somebody I, pointed this out to somebody on Facebook, and their reply was, "Well, you never know; they might run over some immigrants while they're out there." <laughs> that is the world we live in now. Mm. So, gunboats for fishermen and running over immigrants because it's it's immigrants that are causing all the problem, not yes, the rich yeah. elite. <laughs> no, for fuck's sake. Oh, what's point? What's point? Existential crisis time. You've reached the <laughs> existential crisis part of the podcast. So, 50,000-seater Ellen Road Stadium. Sounds pretty good to me. That sounds, yeah, sounds good. Only 2,000 of us can go in. But yeah, yeah. 50,000 sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah, it'd down, be good. Down, down the pessimism. It's, it's needed an upgrade for a while, isn't it, Ellen Road? It's been yeah. looking a little bit... Um, Worse for wear, should we say? It has. I mean, to the point that I was watching a film last night, I was watching The King's Speech, and the opening scene of that is filmed in the West End, opposing as Wembley in 1938. So that shows you that we can't <laughs> no work need a required to pass one. I, I tried <laughs> to watch past that. the Pucker Pie thing. <laughs> I tried to watch that, but the DVD kept skipping. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> lost him. He's oh, gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The moment silence for that. Um, <laughs> terrible. 
treason, that, you know. It's treason. Um, I don't know if if you remember this, but there was a time when they did roast pork sandwiches with crackling. Sounds good, but I don't remember that. In the the family stand in the 90s. Remember that? That is a really good idea, though. I would smash that. Yeah, they need to bring that back. If they're talking about upgrading the, the stadium, I think there's... You know, there's, there's, is it meal deal one? <laughs> Bang in a packet of crisps. Yeah, let's have some of that. <laughs> I think oh, the, you man. know, I mean, Tottenham have a cheese room, don't they? I mean, there's no need to go crazy like that, but a no. little bit of an upgrade from... Just a hog roast, you know, in, in the, the East End concourse. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, a bit of a, maybe Game of Thrones style um, uh, cafeteria, you know? And you walk in and it's do 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 and they've you know there's this there's this old guy dressed in um, fucking fifteenth century clothing roasting a hog on a spit. And then there's Peter Ridsdale has had molten gold poured on his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no need to go mad, but you know, <laughs> and the well, seem open to ideas from fans like swapping the uh, uh, floodlights around and stuff to diamond shape. Yeah. So let's, let's get in contact and find out. <laughs> That's true. You never know. Can you imagine yeah. these um, London fans, London away fans coming up? I should have fucking seen what it was like in Yorkshire. It's like walking back 500 years. Oh, have <laughs> you ever been north at all? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> For the gap. But yeah. yeah. I mean, just speaking of stuff that you used to have, in the 90s, we, we couldn't afford to go to the, the concourse and because the season ticket costed enough as it is. So we always just take like a bag of stuff, like a flask and bread and stuff like that. We had the piss ripped out of us sat in that stand until it got to winter and we're there with a flask of tomato soup. <laughs> you know, everybody was friend at that point. Everybody were jealous. But no, never saw a park and crackling. That would, that would have been great. Yeah, we had the old thermos. Yep. There were times when you'd be sitting in the ground and, you know, it'd be a thrilling nil-nil draw. <laughs> Middlesbrough or whatever. <laughs> and you were just getting snowed on. Yeah. <laughs> For two hours, just sitting there, freezing your ass off, getting snowed on. Yeah, our season ticket was three rows up from the front in the, the east stand. So the roof kind of sort of covers it, but not just enough. So, yeah, I got absolutely soaked. And the option was to go into the east stand and watch it on the TV, but you're there, so you sit in there, don't you? So I did. <laughs> we were a bit further back, but, but yeah, sometimes you get those diagonal wins. Yeah. <laughs> It's still not as bad. It's still not as bad as the jungle or Weldon Road for Cast Tigers. And they normally do like a Boxing Day um, fixture. It used to be Leeds versus Cast. And that is the coldest stadium I've ever been in. I felt warmer outside of the stadium. (laughs) The the wind just blows through the old stand. It's cold even thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, Ellen Road in the snow with the heated pitch. So the pitch was fine. The players could play, but you were absolutely freezing cold. Ross, anything to add? Uh, well, my local stadium is Fratton Park and it is an absolute shithole and also freezing all the time because it's right on the coast. So the wind just absolutely destroys you when you're in there. So let's do maybe do a couple of hot takes. Yeah, I've got some for you. I've been uh, searching Twitter, mainly searching the uh, hashtag Bielsa out. Oh, uh, oh God. So get ready for these. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to. I'm not going to give out the user handles, but no, you don't um, give them out. I'll search them as you're saying it, and I'll give them out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but if you aren't Bielsa out, then there's something wrong with you. All he is is a manager who plays okay football at best and is massively underachieving with the squad he has. We should be minimum eighth with our squad. Hashtag Bielsa out. Hashtag LUFC. Okay, minimum um, eight. We were we were, we, we were yeah. minimum thirteenth in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the first one. Um, say what you like about Bielsa. Truth is, he's the problem, and the reason we're shit. He needs to go, Bielsa. Right? <laughs> he's the reason we're in the fucking league we're in. Exactly. Yeah, I've got two more. Um, hate to say it, but I really do think he needs to go. And if we don't, uh, if we don't sort our defence and set pieces out by January, so that guy's given him a bit of time at least, giving him another yeah. two weeks to. <laughs> <laughs> it it two weeks. Yeah. I've, I've got one as well. So 
I supported Leeds all my life, but Bielsa has made me fall out of love with the club and the beautiful <laughs> game. He constantly scapegoats Alioski and his handling of cock has been disgusting, to say the least. Oh, oh his handling Especially of cock. Especially with bums like Meslier starting. Bring in Big Sam. <laughs> that, that tweet has been tweeted exactly in exactly the same way, even with cock spelt wrong, by about eight or nine different people. Now, I don't know what's going on. It's it's handling of cock. Yeah, and cock, then, K-O-C-K. And then the bums. The bums right afterwards. <laughs> which seems to indicate to me that this, this person who has created this uh, sentence may have some soul-searching to do. He seems to be a Chelsea fan. Did he have was his profile picture? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea fan. Brilliant. Um, my final one is uh, in response to Popey saying that Cooper played all right against West Ham. Uh, this guy says, piss off. I've got to say it because most Leeds fans are pussies. Bielsa's overrated and the whole defence is shit. Hashtag Bielsa out. Spelled Bielsa wrong. Somebody, what? Somebody said that to Popey? Fucking yeah. come fight me. So... <laughs> I, I do have to point out that I'm sure he's meaning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, this boys, yeah. I'm sure I know what um, he's meaning when he says pussies, but pussies are actually quite quite strong. They've got, yeah, they're, they're, you know, the the birth whole humans, and <laughs> you know, depending yeah. on your your psychological bent, they can take a beating. Mm, so yeah. it's a decent pounding. <laughs> yeah, but the Bielsa out. Hashtag is gaining traction with every disappointing loss. It's a bit like Rad's out was yeah. a couple of um, seasons ago, wasn't it? And there was little Rex arms yeah. and all that. So, yeah. Maybe there's going to be like... Uh... Disappointingly, there's not a Union Jack flag in any of these handles. <laughs> the, the, figured one would of be. the funniest accounts currently, and I still don't understand whether it's parody or somebody has lost their mind, <laughs> is the guy that is fact-checking Phil Hay. Mm, yeah. What is wrong with that kid? What is wrong? <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's Phil Hay. He always sides with the manager. You know, it's, it's a conspiracy he wants Leeds to do, but oh, no. Yeah, what? No. <laughs> I think and it's Phil. It has to be. A, it has to be a parody, doesn't it? Yes, it, it has to be someone over the laugh. It's just, it's too obvious. So the hot takes this week seems to be yeah, Bielsa out and Cooper's not good enough, and uh, get him out. Uh, I understand the thing with Cooper. If I'm honest, I can understand because he's had a couple of bad games, mm. but he's also had some very good games for us this season against really good opposition. So, do you bring somebody fresh in just because they're taller, or do you stick with the centre back that has had some some good performances? Which yeah. do you do? Is the club captain hmm. the day? But I think if everyone's fit and healthy, maybe Llorente and Cock is the starting centre back pairing, and they're yeah. both a bit bigger. But I don't know. Cooper, he's an odd one, isn't he? Like he has those moments, like Cardiff trying to boot someone in the face and getting sent off, and then he can play really well and be the the, the leader that we need. It's it's not all on him, is it? Yeah, it is difficult when you have a very good captain. And I think he is a really good captain. You know, he's he's brought the guys together in a certain way. He's good with the community. He's great with interaction with fans. And he's not the best footballer. Yeah. I don't think that's not unfair to say. That's difficult to, you know, reconcile the two. Because you can't leave out your club captain, but you can also, yeah, it's a a difficult bind to be in. Yeah. He will go down in history as the, the captain who led the side back to the Premier League. Um, there's no doubt of his quality as a footballer in terms of, you know, me. I mean, I'm sure he's a much better footballer than I am. Just an example. Oh, no doubt. I mean, to me, he, he could be injured for the rest of his life and still be a better footballer than me. So, you know, there's, I'm not, it's not coming from a place of criticism where I think I'm a better footballer. I just think it's... No. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't no, saying it's... Some because of our previous of captains, um, <laughs> Liam Bridcup, Stephen Warnock, Jason Pearce, Lee Peltier. Yeah. yeah. I'll take you both all of those combined oh, yeah. as yeah. a footballer. <laughs> Not the best prop there. No. Um, but there are always going to be these moments when people write you off and then you have to step up and, and try and prove them wrong. I mean, that happened to, to us. That happened to this podcast, you know? <laughs> Still happening every um, week. I, but... Bring it back to Coop, Coops. It happened to him. I mean, League One Liam, 
was his nickname, yeah. and he proved all of yeah. those people wrong. Now maybe it's Championship Cooper or whatever. Huge step up from the Championship to the Premier League, and he's taking some time to acclimatise to it. I think, I think he'll be fine. Like he's not, he isn't the worst centre back. He's also not the best, unfortunately. We can get better performances out of these players, and I think we will. Yeah, he's played with a different centre back player most weeks as well, or he's it's it's not been consistent at all this season. So. But it must affect you. It must affect you, your mentality, social media. I mean, I'm sure it uh, affects these these guys. Yeah, I think there's a disconnect because people think that like players don't read it, mm. and that they definitely do because like I smile faced on Melier and I got a reply from Liam Cooper, <laughs> and it's like shit. So all this stuff that I've been putting up there, these players have been seeing this. I mean, I, I don't think they've seen them all, but holy yeah. shit. I mean, they could take that the wrong way and everything. I mean, it's meant with love, you know. <laughs> so, unless you're Chris Wilder, then I don't mean it with love. Just you got a ham face. So what did Liam say? What did he say to you? He said, well, stop, stop, stop fucking making small faces of Melia, you cunt. Or what? Well, I, it, was, it was a cease and desist, but, you know, I thought it was friendly. Um, <laughs> no, he, he reposted the photo. Okay. Um, and... Um, he, with no credit to me, so said and the, the title was oh, just one week back in training does this to you and puts the picture of small face Melier. So I, I, I replied and went, oh, right, okay, you know, my club captain, you know, stealing my content and retweeting without credit, that's fine, I still love you though. And he goes, and then he, he quote tweeted and said, ah, oh, you know, credit to Riot Badger, sorry. So I put a small face up for Liam Cooper and said, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, ah, oh, you've done me dirty. So he's not my best mate. Which is a shame. That was his subtle way of asking you, wasn't it? Yeah, I, thought, I thought we could be friends. So I was going to invite him to the barbecue <laughs> and everything, but he's took it the wrong way. Never mind. I'm sure he loves a bit of banter. Oh, he loves the he banter. that way. Yeah, he does, yeah. He shares a change with Valioski, must he? Jesus. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> I think it's just, um, I think it's just in, in, inside of yourself, like when you know you're, on a bad run of form, and especially when your team as well is is on a bad run of form, then I think it hurts more, you know, because there's some truth, there's a ring of truth to it. Yeah. Start believing it. When you're doing well, you're just going to be like, oh, fuck, fuck these idiots. They don't know what they're talking yeah, yeah. about. I think it's because the human nature is to seek out negativity as well. Like, like back in my music days, if we got comments about something, I'd scroll through positive comments and find the negative, and it could be one negative in 160 comments, mm. and I'd focus on that. It's like, well, yeah. I need to please this person because this person isn't happy. And I think we mm. probably do stuff with the podcast comments as well. We think, oh, do we need to change it because this person doesn't think that we should talk about politics? Um, but, yeah, it's it's difficult to, to get away from that And because the people who are positive are the ones that are lying and they're being nice to you. The ones that are being negative are the ones that are being <laughs> <laughs> that's what your brain tells you all the time and yeah. uh, I do worry because they are only young lads as well mm. you know if you look at Perveda how, how young is he 18 months <laughs> so roughly yeah. he's, he's he's just a, a little uh, older than than Shackleton <laughs> just by a couple of months we bring on to cure our defensive problems at the, but with height bring on Jamie Shacks <laughs> it should be Jamie Shackleton and a ladder <laughs> Yeah, we we are a very short Lilliputian team at the minute. Mm. Which is why Pablo Hernandez is our saviour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he can get on Shackleton's shoulders and they can line up at the, the free kick and they can defend it perfectly. That's, yeah. that's such a cute vision <laughs> image. Come on, Jamie. <laughs> Give us a boost. Pablo, you, you've been eating too many pastries. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast image sorted. <laughs> Gets work. <laughs> what are they called? The the there's uh, Spanish pastries or oh. no, Portuguese, aren't they? Oh, they? oh, I know what you mean. I uh, yeah. oh. they're good. Pastillas de nata. That's it. <laughs> de nata. Yeah. De nata. De nata. <laughs> That's Alioski. Yeah. Translation: Alioski. <laughs> Feral Macedonian child. Anything else? Any other news? Do you know what dugout is? Any idea what that is? I think it's. Uh, um, is it not a, a company that does behind the scenes footage and stories and stuff like that? 
which I think LUTV does quite a good job of already. So I'm surprised that they've gone to an outsource to do it. Um, but it will be interesting. Doggo is football inside out. Well, that's I'm what our defence looks like at a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if they can how they can afford the insurance if they're they're doing behind the scenes with uh, Alioski involved. It's <laughs> <laughs> given danger pay, probably. I would like to collect like lots of footage of Alioski just screaming an auto tune into a song. <laughs> I just don't have the time to do it. So if anybody wants to do that for me, collect that footage and send it to me, I'd be most pleased. But yeah, just this Joe Joe style, yeah, you know how they do that. Okay, uh, we've got a knock, knock, knock on the door. So welcome, Andy Wilson from Andy's Man Club. How are you going, Andy? I'm very well, thank you. What about you? I'm delightful, thank you. This is the second time second I've been time. asked. <laughs> Someone's asked yeah. You wait to be asked how you are on a podcast <laughs> that you... Bad. Ter- run they not terribly. usually ask you. No, they yeah. don't. And and they ought to feel ashamed of themselves. We do. We do. Act of contrition, I'm really sorry. Now, Andy, I feel like I should have. I feel like I should have won an hat or uh, Christmas decorations or something. Yeah, me too. They're putting his birth to shame. So, Andy, yeah. I'm I'm guessing that you're not the Andy from Andy's Man Club. No, I'm not. I'm not the Andy. Um, do you want me to explain a little bit about how the group the group started and came about? Oh, is that why you're here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I, what I didn't ask you. Yeah, I, I walked into that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, Andy's Man Club was started about four and a half years ago, I believe now, following the suicide of Andy Roberts. Um, just a, no- a normal guy, um, sort of nothing on the on the face of it, no issues. Um, and sadly, he took his own life. His family, um, Lou Campbell, who's an ex-professional rugby league player, and his mum, Elaine Roberts, decided to start up Andy's Man Club and to basically give a safe space for men to talk and get things off the chest um, with the aim of reducing the number of suicides that um, that, that are in men. Um, it's one of the biggest killers in the UK for men under 45, and there's that sort of stereotypical men don't talk. Um, I sort of struggled myself throughout my 20s. Uh, it came to a point where probably in my mid, mid-20s, mid I didn't want to be around anymore. I'd contemplated suicide um, and I was actively sort of seeking a way out um, is the only way to put it. Um, about four years ago, yeah, four years ago, I was told about the club by my dad. Um, he sort of said, I think it's a good idea that you go down and talk. I was sort of like, nah, not for me. Don't, don't fancy it. I'll just do what I normally do. I'll just go out with my mates, have a drink, just smile, just crack on and get on with it, go to football sort of thing. And um, and then, I don't know, I just I was sort of coming out of the sort of period of depression that I was feeling. And I uh, I just sort of had a bit of a light bulb moment. I was like, well, why don't you try something different and you might get a different outcome? Um, and we went across the group in Halifax and it was single-handedly the most life-changing thing that I've ever done for my own mental health. Um, we we sort of came away, and I thought that that was different. Was that just a room full of blokes who I didn't know any of them apart from my dad, obviously, but I didn't know any of them. But it was just sort of a case of well, you're just getting stuff off your chest and talking about things that I'd never told anybody, and that was just the beauty of it. Nobody judged you, and you just went in. You no pressure to talk, do it in your own time, sort of thing. And uh, and yeah, never really looked back. And then we got involved in helping to start the Leeds group and then sort of running that now. So it's just going from strength to strength really across the country. I think it's 35 groups now across the country. So This is a brilliant idea. It's a really great initiative. What's it like when you, so you go in there, because it's probably quite like somebody's listening and they're thinking about, they're thinking about going, maybe they don't want to, because it seems like intimidating. What's it like going for the first time and, the atmosphere there are people welcoming um, I, yeah um my dad oh i don't really remember the first time we went it was sort of a bit of a blur to me because obviously like i'm sort of living through the whole thing and so i went with my dad and we, we parked across the other side of the car park and my dad always remembers that um 
Ollie Vixie, who who works for the who works for Andy's Man Club now, who's one of the facilitators at Halifax, and he sort of saw our car parked at the other end of the car park, and he came across and he knocked on the window and said, "The year for Andy's Man Club," and it's sort of at that moment when you sort of make eye contact, you think, right, "Well, that's it. Now we're going." It's one of the most nerve wracking things that I've that I've ever done. On on the face of everything, my life seemed perfect to anybody looking in. I just bought my own house, got a relatively good career. Um, I was sort of always laughing and joking, but on the inside, it was just like from one day to the next, I was thinking I can't, I can't be doing this anymore. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. I was just a normal, a normal guy, um, good upbringing, and like I say, just, just thought I can't, I can't be doing this anymore. And like I say, the, and the biggest thing for me was just talking and getting stuff off your chest, and it made me look around and think. You're not on your own. I nearly swore then. I don't know if you can swear on yeah, it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you fucking <laughs> well can. I'll, I'll try not to because my mum will be listening. So. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, you just you just look around and you think you're not you're not on your own. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've that I've learned and sort of it sort of put together the sort of pieces of the jigsaw that I thought were missing. I always thought I was I was thought I was a bit different because I thought, well, why don't I want? Why don't I want to be around? Um, why don't I want to live anymore? Um, why am I suddenly thinking about acting on this stuff and sometimes actively acting on it? And um, that there's friends, there's friends that I met on that first night when I went. I'm still in contact with now. And um, like I say, you all sort of have that one thing in common that you walk through the door. It's often seen as like a weakness. To, to to go to something like this to kind of admit that you have a problem, especially in other men's circles. Do you do you see that as as the being the case? Or after having gone, do you think that going to something like that actually requires more strength and admitting that you have a problem actually requires more strength? Yeah, I the big thing for me when I was sort of first telling people about it and I sort of went and my family knew that I'd gone to Andy's Man Club, but the biggest thing for me was like, like yeah, I didn't want to go to the pub with my mates and and they say to me, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, and stuff like that. I didn't want, and I thought I would be judged for it, but like I say, another another thing that I've learned is people don't, people don't judge. I, I started to open up about it at work and how I was struggling at work because I just used to go into work smile on my face, um, travel around different offices. Nobody knew anything. And then I remember I went to this mental health event at, at work and I just, and people started talking and opening up about mental health. Um, and I was like, and that was sort of the first time I'd admitted that I was struggling at that time as well, sort of in the workplace. And and you sort of realise then that it doesn't matter what you're going through, they are quite support. A lot of places are quite supportive of it. I'm fortunate enough that I work for a, a company that is passionate about helping people who do struggle with the mental health. So, yeah, it's um, that's one thing that did, did sort of open my eyes a little bit. Looking around, thinking people don't people don't judge you. Um, so, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just a big thing. I think now with what's going on in the country and around the world at the moment, I think it's a, it's a massive thing that people do open up because people are struggling. Um, I've had conversations with people who I didn't think struggled previously, or they've openly said they didn't struggle previously and during all this time with the pandemic and things like that. It's sort of, life's a little bit different at the moment. I mean, we've seen it with at work and things like that. We're now all working from home on laptops and uh, and like I say, Andy's Man Club were online during the pandemic and things like that. And everything just sort of changed a little bit and it sort of became very different. Well, it still is very different, isn't it? So, um, but yeah. I was going to say, how has it transferred through to an online sort of group? Has that um, been a seamless sort of thing or have you, you managed to get that done? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's um, a number of people that, that work for the group, and um, so they're they're putting hours and hours on end, making sure that there is those those safe spaces for guys to to go and talk. So uh, within a week or so, we were we had the the online group. So each different um, venue of Andy's Man Club had their own online platform. So um, personally, I struggled with it um, because I think the beauty of of Andy's Man Club was to go and and to sort of see people face to face so you don't feel like you're alone sort of sat in your living room. But so I, I use the group still because I needed it um, during, during all that. And, and like I say, we were getting new guys coming on, um, coming online who'd never 
sort of been to the been to the group before and from the successes of that, um, there is still now an online platform that um that runs um alongside the so I think there's a couple of online groups and then the the rest of the clubs as well that are all running at the same time between uh, seven and nine on a Monday evening. All right, Andy. Well um you're also a, a Leeds fan, I believe. Um so I am. How do you think the season's going yeah. then? It's it's quite off putting with them goals behind you, you know. Mm. Like because <laughs> on, on your screen the goals are behind you and I keep keep looking and thinking, um yeah. I actually one of the goals the Enketia one at Preston, I was in the in the Preston end for that one because I work over there. So um, <laughs> so I, 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 I sort of rem- remember that one and sort of not not celebrating that one. But yeah, I think um I think I've been watching Leeds for most of my life, so um I've, I'm sort of grateful now that we're back. We're back in the Premiership. You get a lot of people at the moment who, like I say, we've thrown away a couple of leads, haven't we, recently, and they'll moan about it. And I'm just like, I just think I'm so glad that we're back. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, hopefully we can get to some games, some games soon. But, yeah, no, I think I think it's going all right. I, I said anything above 17th, I'd be happy with. Yeah, that's right. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I um, said towards the end of last season, I thought, oh, yeah, no, like let's go have a go for Europe and stuff and now we're in there I'm just like right 17 for above take it on goal difference let's just fucking stay you're not part of the hashtag Bielsa out movement then it would just be no he's an absolute he's an absolute legend he he goes on it he goes on his terms for me none of you lot are part of that no 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 Uh, I'm I'm jumping off if you are No, he's an absolute. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, just um, yeah. You look at what we've had in the past. I mean, I remember fans getting a little bit excited when we got like Steve Evans, and I think what like what a turnaround we've been since then. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The top three, one of the top three managers in the world versus Steve Evans. You know, you can't get much of a dichotomy. <laughs> yeah, actual criminal. Actual criminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think probably the most important bit then is how do uh, guys get in touch with you and join a group? Um, what's the best way to get in touch? So yeah, basically um, all all the groups run at the same time, seven till nine on a Monday um, evening, apart from bank holidays. Um, with the current situation with the with the COVID pandemic, basically and the track and trace and things, we ask everybody who wants to attend a group to email info at andysmanclub.co.uk. Um, the off, the staff in the office will then um, let the, let them know the details if they're wanting to join the online one, if they just want to join the face-to-face one. Um, usually it would just be a case of just turn up on the, on the night sort of thing, but with everything that's going on, um, they're advising people people to do that. Um, so yeah, all groups run the same. It's the exact same format across the groups. And like I say, groups run, when, when we can, we run social things and stuff like that. So we're, we're on about in Leeds starting up a, um, a five-a-side once a week and just playing a, playing a bit of football. Um, we've, got, we've got a music events. We do, we do loads of different things, but fundamentally what we do runs on a Monday night. Um, and like I say, we, we continue to do that and hopefully help that one man. Yeah, good stuff. How do people in um, the, in the catchment areas get involved? Because I'm in uh, Portsmouth and my closest one is Peterborough. That's a three-hour drive. I don't drive, so it's a long walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, if you email if if you email into info at andysmanclub.co.uk, they will then direct you to the online platform. Because like I said that okay. that's the beauty of the online platform. You could join it from anywhere. And so you didn't have to be in sort of a certain catchment area and we could still reach that one man who might need the group there. So, Okay, and if anyone is feeling like they need someone urgently to talk to, there's the Good Samaritans in there. So that's 116123. And there's Calm as well. Is that great? Yeah. Any others? Yeah. Um, I I believe those are the the main two. uh, Samaritans, Samaritans, and calm. Um, one thing I would say, though, if if you are struggling, talk to somebody. Whether it be one of those two charities, um, whether it be a friend, whether it be a work colleague, talk to somebody. It's incredibly important that you do talk to somebody and get things off your chest. Hmm. Um, whether that be going to your GP um, and and talking to them, just just please talk about it. It is important. Yeah, um, we've made it abundantly clear on this podcast that we're 
fairly average individuals. Um, but our uh, Twitter tags are, are always in the description, and and, and yeah. our DMs are, are always open to uh, to anyone who needs to talk. So you can talk to us as well. All right, Andy. Yeah. Thanks very much. So when's the when's the next meeting, and how could uh, so people will email? When would their when would their next opportunity to talk to to you guys be? Yeah. Um, so on on the Monday evening, um, I know we've got Christmas coming up, so there's a few bank holidays. But um, as soon as you see our area about this, just drop an email in, um, and they'll send you the details about the about the next available group to you. So it's on Monday nights. So um, thank you so much, Andy, and uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. Final final thoughts from you, or anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just like I say, just echoing what I said before. Really, like if anybody out there is struggling, please do do open up and do do talk to people. And hopefully, we we'll get three points on Wednesday as well. Yep. Good yes. Come on. All right. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. We'll, uh, All right. We'll be in touch. Cheers, All right, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so that was uh, that stuff. was Andy from Andy's Man Club. I yeah, felt a bit bad then uh, realizing where the name comes from obviously he isn't the andy who set up and <laughs> no, we got know. the story so we know it, it opened yeah. up the story so that's fine it did yeah it did i, I felt a yeah. bit like you know going to mcdonald's and asking for ronald mcdonald <laughs> it's ronald about sadly sadly not sorry are you are you the ronald <laughs> yeah can i speak to the colonel please which um, one of you is pink out of pink flight <laughs> Can I speak to the king? <laughs> Which king's that? Sorry, the the burger. You told king. me clearly I could have it my way. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, I think that's about it, isn't it? We anything else we need to get off our chests? Uh, yes, I do. So, if you go to my Twitter at Riot Badger, pin tweet will have two links to two raffles for two canvases. One of them is exactly the same as the one behind me, Big Mother, and it's signed by Mattis Click. And then there is another one, slightly smaller, which is of the uh, graffiti outside of Elm Road, uh, also signed by Mattis Click. Uh, tickets are £5 each. And the um, just as this podcast is probably coming out, will be the deadline for the first one. And then on Wednesday, um, the Click one, then we'll finish and then it'll get drawn. All proceeds go for the Ellen Road one, go to Legion United. Excuse me, do you have some field? LUC Field Bank, which is Swedish meatballs. No, so this one uh, that's signed by Mattis Click is going to LUFC Food Bank. And then the Click one is going to Slung Low All Ls. So it will go into uh, All Ls Bank account. And it will be used for next year's, I think, uh, next year's um, presents. So we'll do the same thing next year. Nice. Uh, and then there is also an auction. So not to confuse things in any way, shape, or form, but there is an also auction for another <laughs> canvas, uh, which is currently at three hundred pounds. If you do, if you want to kind of limit your chances in the in the raffle, if you want to be sure of it, give us some money, and that will be split between two causes. So that makes no sense. Tweet me and I will DM you something that's a bit more legible. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> shall I try that again? <laughs> wading, wading <laughs> through that quagmire. Basically, just go to at Riot Badger and there's a pinned tweet. Yeah. And just bid on the raffle and retweet that tweet. It's all for a good cause, it's all for charity. So, it's not about you being the one to be raffled to to win win the canvas it's it's about raising some money for charity so if you could give us a retweet and do your thing leads fans because we win every fucking social media vote so we should be getting yeah. a, a yeah. few retweets out there so basically the the moral of the story is go and look at my pin tweet and if you've got any questions ask an adult <laughs> not a dickhead who's wearing a fucking elf hat <laughs> but it's an elf dick so that's okay <laughs> elf dicks elf dicks elf hashtag dick. elf dicks no, no, <laughs> hashtag getting slapped in the face by an elf hashtag elf dick podcast <sighs> oh it's back
go away. <laughs> right then. So uh, you've you've heard the main cast. What are you waiting for? Go to at Riot Badger and get onto it. Um, we will say goodbye now, and we will see you again in the the long the long period of time it will take before we have to record another podcast, which will be in less than twenty four hours. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> Uh, my name's Adonis. All our tags, all our ats are in the description. So it's a very goodbye from me and it's a very goodbye from our man on the post, Ross. Goodbye. Find me at uh, Rossbow984 on Twitter where I'm tweeting random WWE pay-per-views from mid-2000s because I've got nothing else to do with my time. And it's a very goodbye from Elf Dick himself, Alex. Hey, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Elf Dick and... <laughs> I'm posting pictures <laughs> of elf dicks. Please do not report me to Twitter. Thank you. Hang on, that's got to be. Uh, <laughs> yep, someone's got that. <laughs> You've heard of elf on a shelf. How about <laughs> sick on a dick? <laughs> he's done one tweet in October 2016. Oh, man, he's got that account. He's only got one tweet. He's got that. That is just an <laughs> yeah. absolute waste. Yep. Yes. Like, there's a reason why we are at Peacock's Raw and not at the Roaring Peacock. And the picture is of a really nice looking dog. It is. I've just followed him just in case he was coming oh. up. Dick. Just in case he, he's a listener of this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they've, they've, that's me, that tweet him. That's one of my dummy accounts. <laughs> I'm going to get on that. It's Andrea Redzardani's um, alt. Like, <laughs> slag somebody off. Oh my god, elf dick. <laughs> We're in the weeds now. Yes. Okay, it's that time again. So, thank you very much for listening, uh, and we will catch you tomorrow. Right. Leads in a bit. Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard, Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.